welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast, brought to you today by SteelSeries and their new range of alias microphones. Their mics made for gamers, and a big shout out to SteelSeries for continuing to support the show. I'm your host, you, and joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, Shannon. Hello. Brody. Hello. Kieran. Hello. And James. Hello. On the show today, we're going to be talking about the rumor mill already a buzz around Kojima's newly announced OD game, the day before developer shutting its doors days after launching the game, and how we fared in our predictions this year. The end is the end of the year is very nearly upon us, so it's a good time to look back way back to January, what we thought was going to happen this year, and I'm sure didn't happen this year, but Brody's going to tell us how we fared later on the show. Uh, but first, the Game Awards happened last week. We did an impromptu bonus episode in the hours afterwards. But Brody, we didn't get to have you on the show at that point that point in time. So I'm curious, what mm-hmm. did you make of the show yourself? What announcements excited you? Um, yeah, I thought the show was pretty good. Obviously, there's been a lot of dialogue in the days since regarding you know whether the right time was given to certain things and all that yeah Uh, but putting that aside um i think it was fairly solid for announcements like there was i think there was a little bit that spoke to everyone um like there was something for everybody is what i should say Mm. um ones that stood out to me obviously uh, od looks really cool uh very interesting there's nothing like a uh a kojima mystery to uh unravel so that'll be fun over the next couple of years um no rest for the wicked was one that jumped out for me the new one from um, moon studios yeah Uh, obviously it's going to be a little bit different to ori so hopefully it can still be just as good um and there was another one that did jump out Oh, hellblade 2 obviously i'm pretty excited for hellblade 2 in general so um that looked pretty good as well very nice fidelity on that I think you've called out a couple there that we didn't touch on, which probably proves your point that there was kind of something for everyone in amongst the announcements, which, yeah, I know we kind of leveled complaints at like it not really having much punch towards the tail end. But if you were super excited about Monster Hunter Wilds, then that probably was the highlight for the show. It kind of was something for everyone. Um, Shannon, I guess kind of having sat on it, since when was it friday last week so you've had the weekend to kind of mull it over somewhat uh how is it sitting with you do you brody kind of made the point there that there's been a lot of complaints about the time developers were afforded for instance um yeah i it's like an unwinnable situation like i'm seeing a lot of insane claims about like cancel the game awards and and things like that i don't think it's that drastic i think like jeff Mm. would know that like it obviously was skewed in the wrong direction um but yeah i still think that a lot of people like outside of our circle and like people covering the news 24 7 like really do just want the game reveals and i i don't know what the solution is for that um but yeah, I don't know. It just felt weird. It felt like the extreme opposite of last year, which I think it was probably done to like avoid a Chris Judge situation again. And then obviously it's <laughs> been too extreme and probably need a little bit more touch and go and adjusting as the show went on before we got to the end. Yeah, I think I heard somewhere that apparently kind of Jeff Keighley was trying to give the kind of people running the show in the night kind of notes about not cutting people off too early, but... Um, clearly there's only so much you can do kind of on the night. Um, yeah, but yeah, I kind of hope they're afforded a little bit more time in the future, given it's already like a three 
hour plus thing you'd have thought they could get more than the 15 minutes total i think all developers kind of had throughout yeah, the conference it, it almost um, needs like I mean, conference is the wrong word but i guess it feels apt in <laughs> this yeah. situation it needs like it, i think it needs like half the show dedicated to awards and then it just needs to get onto the reveals or something or like a few big reveals throughout the awards i, I don't know then you're gonna have nobody tuning into the awards part or like it's they, gonna, they might need yeah. to do what they do with like the primetime emmys or something like that and just have like a bigger pre-show that rattles off some of the not lesser awards but like i guess the the ones that aren't quite so big like you know yeah i don't know there's got to be some sort of middle ground for it yeah. but like i think i, I think there seems to be, a, a, I guess, a preconception, or probably rightly so, that obviously Keeley has quite a good relationship with some Hollywood uh, folks. And, like, you know, when you're trotting out Timothy Chalamet, you're trotting out Jordan Peele, you're trotting... Like, it's it doesn't look good when they're getting, you know, seven to eight minutes per person, and then you're cutting off, like, uh, the guy who voices Asterion for some reason when he's, like, making, you know, some really great points and stuff like that it's, yeah uh, there, yeah there's yeah. an element in, of that in every award show where like the oscars will have like a 10 minute stupid segment and then i don't know what movie. i don't know if it's yeah. like it's this, not though it's not See, as bad th- but like like yeah i feel like the anthony mackie stuff was like awful just yes. trying to like <laughs> yeah. create his keanu moment but it was was not all to announce season two <laughs> of twisted metal like i'm sure that was a paid spot but still yeah. Um, and then the Kojima thing and the Muppet thing. They're like, they're the three big ones that I think, like, you know, could we shave a minute off this and give it to the people who win Game of the Year, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I but- do think the ad stuff was, like, slightly less egregious than it has been in past years. Like, I remember, like, a couple of years ago, there was that weird Pokemon car, and I was like, why are we here? <laughs> um, so- the Gillette Man. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's Chick Hydro Man. Yeah. It's trending in the right direction. It's just, um, yeah, there's still a balance to be struck. Yeah, I, and I think, like, none of it happens without the sponsorship, right? And they need, like, people, you know, could go and watch the Golden Joystick Awards or the Dice Awards or, yeah. you know, any number of other awards, but they do watch the Game Awards because of the announcements. And so I kind of get the balance of it. And even, like, having some of the presenters there, like, I must admit, I'm kind of curious to see what Timothy Chalamet does, like, getting up to present Game of the Year. Like, does he know what the hell's going on? I don't know. Um, but I reckon as well, he's a game the industry, boy. he is true. And I do mm. like they actually um, uh, mentioned his YouTube channel as well, I think, actually, in welcoming to the stage. I think he needs the plug, sick. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think like as the industry matures over time, like we'll kind of get to a point where, you know, like Todd Howard coming out to give someone an award is a big deal or um, Shuhei Yoshida or like Dinga Bakwa, like all, all of these kind of characters within the industry that we're kind of getting more familiar with now because of moments like this, hopefully in future, like they're the ones coming out and presenting the awards. Um, but yeah, I guess we will have to see as we so often do here on the Press Start podcast. We can't see the future. That's not how this works. Um, but we sure can speculate about Kojima and what the hell he might be up to with OD because the rumors are already swirling uh, around his new game. Eagle-eyed fans of the fabled creator have spotted what they believe to be references to the Silent Hill franchise tucked away in the trailer for the game uh, or the cross-media project, I guess is 
a better way to describe it with the with Jordan Peele being a key collaborator, uh, one of many supposedly, but still a lot we don't know about this game. Uh, Kieran, I'm going to come to you first here because I need a bit of an explanation as to what people think they have seen in the trailer, what they're sort of piecing together. How would you describe the theory so far? Um, I don't know if anyone, I don't know if I've seen too many like actual theories or like speculation about what any of it means, but um, yeah, Kojima did like put in some hidden letters throughout the trailer um, and people have kind of puzzled those out to, I guess, figure out that the the Japanese kanji alternative to those letters uh, spells out Silent Hill, um, which is, I guess, pretty blatant. Um, but uh, I don't think, I, in my opinion, I, th- I feel like it's just Kojima being Kojima and just like being like, well, I'm I'm putting together these trailers, I'm producing them, I can, I know people are going to be looking inside everyone's mouths for some reason during this trailer and finding these letters <laughs> hidden in there so like why not um I, whether yeah, or not it actually means like anything an I, I easter egg then I th- do you think yeah. rather than the hint of what the game is that would be my like i, I would say it's more of an easter egg more of just of a, of a kojima-ism than anything else um mm. especially considering konami's got their own stuff going on with silent hill but it's cute yeah. i thought it was a cool little reference or it does seem hard to believe that he's wrestled back like any control of the silent hill sort of property after the rather unceremonious parting of ways with konami can't believe we still don't know the reason for that 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 comes to me every day it's like i what wonder what every day every day it's like my (laughs) room like what happened what what wakes up in a cold sweat every morning (laughs) it it could also just be him referencing uh, you know obviously that pt project and obviously what ultimately fell apart and him saying I can't make that horror game on my terms, but I can make this one on my terms, obviously without knowing what yeah. this one is going to eventually be. But he could be saying that this is basically going to be spiritually what PT could have been or, you know, Silent Hills. Yeah. Or, and I think the yeah. door is like a very deliberate nod to that, right? Like this. Yeah, it's very similar kind of, with yeah. the light above I mean, it and I stuff like that. A lot of like, there's a lot it's of a door. doors. Sound. It's a door with <laughs> yeah. a little light it's above it. Doors. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, James, what's your take on all of this? Um, yeah, I, like, I think it's great that people found this. I, I don't know if, <laughs> I, I, I think like people say it all the time with games that so much, like the final game to get to a final game, you know, there's so much shit that's like created and it's kind of discarded beforehand. So like, it would not surprise me if Kojima's making a horror game that, um, you know, the ideas that he had for Silent Hills would turn up in this for sure. Um, but as we kind of learnt from the abandoned and blue box fiasco. People are also <laughs> really keen to find patterns in things. Reminds me of like all the Taylor Swift fans that I see on Twitter. They could solve <laughs> the Zodiac murder at this point, like with how, you know, how they look into this shit. But yeah, I, I think it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the thing. And I know that there's obviously, I'm assuming there is still bad blood between Kojima and Konami. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think, I think, yeah, I don't know. Was, I did you deliberately embed a Taylor Swift reference? I, no, I, <laughs> I didn't. Thinking. I didn't. No, I, that was actually not. That's some the Kajima, I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like James is dropping us clues now. He knows more yeah. than he's letting on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but I don't think that 
Yeah, I, it's, I don't think it's going to be the same game or anything. I think a lot of people are saying that it's basically going to be like that. I mean, yes, the door looks the same, but like, it's a door. Like, I feel like a lot of doors look the same. I don't, we know, also yeah. don't really I, know what like, that game was, people, right? Like, in terms of like its fully fledged concept. So, like, it could be. PT, you mean? We don't know what that was. Yeah, like, I do we think knew yeah. what the demo was, but not the actual game. Yeah, I think going yeah. back to um, the leaked footage. With the the weird topless guy in the in the screen the before, like if you if <laughs> you right. watch that again, yeah, like the, it's clear there's like some kind of weird streaming aspect to it, and I wonder if that's the leveraging of the cloud and that that this game is meant to do, and even just the way it's it set at the end, like for all was it all players and screamers, like I feel like that is something. Um, so yeah, right. yeah. Well, <laughs> You know, I, 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 yeah, it looks this, like it's going to be like some weird interactive thing, which I think also they maybe don't want to talk about too much because Silent Hill Ascension is like so awful. Um, but yeah. yeah, do you reckon there's any merit to the? Uh, I've seen some tinfoil theories about how uh, like each of the actors in the trailer obviously all say the same thing, and it's like a phrase that apparently contains all possible phonetic sounds, like in the English language, which people are saying could be like. Like, maybe you say that phrase at the start and then it imprints your voice and then it's going to be, like, some weird AI thing. Like, that wouldn't surprise me. That seems, like, perfectly congenial. Oh, I don't know how that necessarily no. works in terms of... I think, yeah, I think that's possible. Me. And, like, mixing this with... This is obviously... I think it's Unreal Engine, which, like, obviously, Kojima's De- other games are Fox Engine and it's got the... Is it the human? There's some... Yeah, they're using that, MetaHuman, which meta-human. is, like, yeah. it can generate realistic humans on the fly. So there could be something to that, especially, yeah. And there were rumours, like, when PT was... Uh, cancelled and stuff that Kojima was going to play with some idea of like you would get texts from the game like that's fucked up so like kind of really breaking the fourth wall and he's always done that in like all the Metal Gear games but this would be something next level that I would expect him to pull off Um, so like I could maybe see that happening you know I might be stating like the most obvious thing ever, but it's like only just occurred to me the kind of significance of like OD as a title and I know he was kind of deliberate in not saying like what the letters stood for but obviously like pt kind of standing for playable teaser like back in the day kind of there was a hidden meaning to the name of itself um something demo you reckon some maybe ominous demo yeah i think there's i think (laughs) in in terms of what people are saying like just deconstructing everything in the trailer and stuff i don't know if you guys saw but kojima tweeted something that said Odie doesn't stand for these two things and it yeah. was like it was like two phrases that I don't think anyone was ever like, thought it was. So I feel like <laughs> yeah. there's actually a phrase, there's actually a hint in there. Um, but yeah, um, it's interesting. Like I don't think he if he doesn't even call Death Stranding two Death Stranding two. He's calling it like DS two. Like I feel like he's he's yeah. got some funky naming vibe going on at the moment. But yeah, it'll be good. I trust him. He's like ridiculous, but I'll trust him. A lot. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how this kind of evolves over time. I really hope it's not like uh, stretched out. I suppose, and it's too agonizing a wait. Um, for uh, for clarity, he tweeted saying that OD you, does not stand for, for either oxygen destroyer or open the door, and it's like who asked? Like, I don't think yeah, anyone was. That- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. Apparently, Oxygen Destroyer is a weapon from the Godzilla series. So, there you go. Ah, um, uh, yes. Very mysterious. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had heard that. Peak Kojima. <laughs> but, wait. So, but we know it's over. We know it's overdose, right? Like, that was the Not name. Officially. Not but officially. That's, that's what the leak was, yeah. 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 But that matches up with OD, doesn't it? 
It does. Yeah. But people do call overdoses ODs. Yes, well done. Okay. Yeah. Very astute. It's it's why I feel uncomfortable describing it as Kojima's OD and why in my show notes I've gone to Kojima's new game OD, <laughs> just to make it very clear. Um, before we move on, though, let me tell you again about these new SteelSeries mics we're using. As you know, we're big fans of SteelSeries stuff, and these new Alias mics are fantastic for us gamers that like uh, professional-sounding audio quality without a complex setup. Uh, there's two mics in the range, the Alias, which I'm using, which has a USB-C connection, super easy to connect up and use, um, and then the Alias Pro that Shannon's got on display there, uh, which connects via XLR to its own DAC with easy-to-access gain, volume, and mute control a bit of a snazzier package all up um, but both mics use the three times larger capsule um, in comparison to other competitors other similar mics out there uh, which paired with their sonar ai noise cancelling software helps cancel out unwanted unwanted audio and has us coming across sounding nice and crisp so thanks again to steel series for supporting the show uh next piece of news i wanted to discuss though was the developers of the newly launched the day before having announced that they're closing down days after launching the game in a what can only be described i think is fair to say in a pretty dismal state um in a statement the studio said that the game quote failed financially and they lacked the funds to continue with all other in with well, all income received being used to pay off debts to partners um shannon i might come to you first on this one how could this all go so wrong um well how could it ever go right i feel like we've known <laughs> for years that this would probably be the outcome i don't know a lot about the history of this game to be honest like i know some people have been following it um intently like i've watched the trailer early on and it looked cool but um, I think it's been pretty clear for a solid year or 18 months that it, it probably wasn't what we expected. Um, yeah, Kieran, can you give us like a bit of background on the game and I guess some of the controversy that the developers have been embroiled with in the past? Uh, so many things. Um, <laughs> I feel like I feel like the first couple of years that they were promoting it, it seemed pretty like, I guess, above board. Maybe that they were overselling things a little bit, but like it looked like a decent game and they had trailers that were i guess like looked in engine and gameplay-esque and stuff um and then kind of in the middle there they had some some weirdness with how they were describing their workplace culture which was basically that they were using like volunteers like a mix of paid and unpaid volunteers uh to make their game um yeah which unpaid yeah i think which was like when people started to like look at the studio and and kind of wonder what was going on over there and then yeah as shannon said the last 18 months to a year They've, you know, almost had to change the name because of trademark disputes. They've delayed it multiple times. Um, they've had nothing to show. And then a month before release, they were like, you know what? We're not releasing it as a full game anymore. It's going to be early access and it's going to be finished almost a year from now. Um, so the red flags just kind of kept piling up. Um, and I think what's evident since it launched, I, I saw a lot of the Reddit communities have been picking it apart and noticing that most of the assets in the actual game that they've put out are store-bought assets, which is fine in some circumstances, but, like, the entire map is a store-bought asset that allegedly was only purchased less than a year ago. So that stuff like that is it just makes it seem like they've kind of been drumming up all this interest in, I guess, trying to gain capital somewhere 
or somehow and then kind of gone oh shit we actually have to put something out and and slap together what they have in the space of a year allegedly i don't know like the ins and outs obviously and as they put it shit happens shit happens (laughs) (laughs) it's all very weird i mean i guess like um you know none of us are, are game developers but i think you know we can all sort of we all like appreciate that game like making a game is a tremendously hard thing Mm. to do um and i'm very conscious of that but i feel like you kind of need to know when you set out and especially when you start marketing a game like your capabilities to then kind of deliver that vision um and maybe that's where you got to give credit to people like hello games you know they certainly went out there with some big lofty claims and didn't maybe meet them over time but certainly did in the long run um whereas in this kind of case it looks like they just were way out of their depth um and rather than rectify the situation just kind of dug themselves a deeper hole you you look at like cyberpunk and that was probably not in as bad as a state, but a bad state compared to what was promised. And like, yeah. they're well renowned, like one of the, the best studios to exist. And it's taken them what, like two or three years to like get it to a state um, where it's playable. So like, and obviously I don't, again, don't know anything about this company, but they probably just knew that they weren't going to have the funds to do that. Um, <laughs> I probably would have called their losses a bit earlier than like two days after it came out <laughs> unplayable, but um yeah, it happens to amazing studios as well. Um, mm. yeah. 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 I, I do. I, I'm curious about the money side of things. Like, I, I don't, don't know how much the game had kind of like how much pre-order money had might've come in. They weren't, like, doing, they they weren't raising any ages. Could you? They weren't, there was nothing. Okay. No, so it was all just kind of capital up till then. Okay. And presumably like steam would facilitate re- like, uh, uh, re- refunds for it as well. Right. Yeah. What a mess. Yeah. I can't imagine um, they're going to come out with any any positive finance from this. <laughs> no, no. God. Just, just imagine working on something for for years and years and years, like assuming they have, and then you just. I don't think they did though. Well, yeah. I think that, that's, that's, yeah. that's. But what different. were they doing? Like, I don't really well, understand. I don't know, like writing maybe ideas down on paper, and then... <laughs> just throwing them around. I, mean, I around used ideas. to do that in like high school. Putting Putting on the press yeah. what, <laughs> watching the first trailer they put out and taking notes, like, oh, we, we yeah. could do this because yeah, like, like everyone's giving them shit for like showing off trailers that wasn't the game, but like every studio does that. Like when we see these reveals yeah, but, or like early yeah, I think this play. is a bit different. No, I'm not saying like, it's not different, like, but like every game starts as like an idea and then. A small snippet of gameplay, yeah. if that, and then it eventuates into a game, right? And this didn't, but like, <laughs> there's parts of it that aren't that dissimilar to how other games are developed. It's just that we see a finished product that works rather than this. Yeah, like part of me admires the ambition of kind of going, like, this is the game we kind of want to build. We think it could be really cool. Clearly, they put the effort of making a slick trailer together to kind of touted that vision. Um, Someone they but paid if it, did. Yeah, or someone that paid did, yeah. Um, but if if your team working on it day to day, like, can't deliver that vision, like, be it a lack of resources, a lack of ability, then it comes down to just, like, poor management. Like, you're just not project managing it correctly. And when do you reckon they correctly. lost belief? Like, do you reckon they believed right <laughs> up until, like, two days ago and then it came out and everyone was like, oh, this is shit. And they're like, ah, dang it, I thought we had it. Like... It's just, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I reckon when that announcement came about early access is when they were like, okay, fuck. Like, we are out of cash. 
this game is not in a good state, but we just got to get it out there and hope enough money and, rolls in from early access to kind of keep us going on this. That and again, like I don't know a lot about it, but I think the game like was totally different to what was promised as the game. Yeah. And like, try, well, like just in terms like of style and genre. Yeah, like it was nothing. MMO for one, like that's, I feel like that's a pretty big pivot. <laughs> yeah. Personally. Yeah. I do hope... <laughs> I do hope Steam's like refund policy does allow the vast majority of people I think to get refunds. That they will. I think, yeah, something. I think they're manually like processing them. Oh, because like, and the, the Steam page literally still said when it was out that it was a survival MMO when it wasn't. So I feel like people have <laughs> pretty good like to stand on in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, it's pretty obvious that none of us have played it. I was very much like, and I, I, I don't know if like codes were even offered up for it i can't imagine it was um but yeah i was very much on the fence like going i liked what this game initially was but obviously it's been abroad in a ton of controversy since and i was like eager to see what people thought about it but i uh, the first couple of tiktoks i saw of it it looked real shonky um james what what lessons if any do you think we can take away <laughs> from this um, as a as an industry <laughs> well i don't I, just honesty is the best policy yeah, yeah. what like, will you take yeah. away personally to roll uh, out yeah, in yeah. your life what, how will i change my behavior i don't know i already I what do you want to like, see people take away from this i guess i don't know just be honest and put out the game that you put the trailer out for <laughs> if, like, if you don't have the chops just tell us if you can't make a game if you're struggling just cancel it like be like, look, we they didn't even have pre-orders. That's my other thing I don't really get. It's like, you didn't have yeah. any obligation to release it. Um, and there's so much shit on Steam. That's the other thing I'm, I can't... I think maybe <laughs> they thought they could get away with it because there is so much games like this. So there is so much... So many games like this where they just dump all this shit that they bought on the Unity store into a game, charge $8 for it or $2 mm. on Switch, and then, like, people buy it for a meme <laughs> or something, and that's it. But like, the problem is, I guess... Yeah. All these promises were made beforehand. Um, That's right. But I There's... genuinely, I don't, I can't believe anyone thought this was like legit or real, like at any point. Honestly, yeah. And like, plenty it's... of people have been crying from the rafters for a while that it's all a scam. But and, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't really understand what their plan was, though. That's what I mean. It's like just hope I'd that they know it till you make it. I guess. I'm like, not think convinced they there thought... was anything like malicious in it, but I do think it. I don't is know, just, man. Like, I'm pretty. I think it's gone wrong. Mm, I don't know. They've lost James. They've, they're, they've, I, mean, I was over. a big fan I, before, I, but obviously, but now... The silver lining <laughs> might be that James doesn't have to worry about these developers anymore. I don't even know what, what who the developer is, <laughs> if I'm being honest. And I, Fantastic. And I don't want to. Without I don't want to dignify aid. them. But like, I don't know. I, I, I just wish... Yeah, I don't know. I, ho- I, hope just, everyone gets, just... I hope everyone gets their money back, and I hope nobody feels ripped off. Fantastic will just day. pop up as another studio. They'll pop they up are, under a different name. Like they'll declare is that what bankruptcy. they called? Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Far mm. from it. It's interesting. <laughs> make, isn't it? I am very Almost. curious to like the investors coming forward with the money for this game because presumably they had some investment, some capital sort of behind the scenes. Like how how yeah, did they get parents. them across the line? Was it like, <laughs> hey, look at the social? Their parents maybe yeah. Like, check out the social traction now. Fabricated trailer generated. Give us money. It'd be interesting to watch like Google Trends. Like, like check out Google Trends for this game. This I remember game at one was point, once the most wishlisted game on Steam. Yeah. Like that's that is. I a remember thing when they first showed it. So I thought many developers it, like kind of looked like an MMO Last of Us, and I thought this is right well, up your yeah. I think right up your yeah. alley. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, this, it was. This could, this could be. This could have been this year's factions. <laughs> maybe when factions <laughs> came, at least this realized. came out. This, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this no, might well, be the closest I ever get. Well, sticking with uh, studios closing down, um, although this one much, I don't, I don't know if the last one was fun, but it. It had a different slant to the conversation than this one will less have, sympathetic. I suppose. Yeah, less. Yeah, we're going to be much more sympathetic this Presuming time. Presuming they're all scammers, like there might be some innocent people mixed <laughs> up in all this. So, yeah. On a much out. sadder note, Free Radical Design, the UK studio behind the Times for this franchise, that was re-established under Embracer Group's umbrella for the purpose of bringing the series back, has come to a bitter end, caught up in the restructure happening at the parent company. Uh, Brody, Mike, start with you on this one. What was your reaction to hearing this news first and foremost? Just embrace us sucks, man. Like they, <laughs> they are so like, uh, yeah. I don't know. All you can be is disappointed. Like, uh, granted, when you build your whole strategy around reviving double A franchises that sent companies bust for a reason, like it's questionable <laughs> to begin with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like to pull all these people back together and say, hey, you're back on time splitters, and then. Obviously, their Saudi money sort of went south and they didn't get it. Now they're sort of scrambling to, you know, make sure that they're still a thing next year. So, obviously, this is all just part of that. But it's just, I don't think this is the end of it, obviously. There'll be others that, uh, you know, get uh, cut out of this. But it's just unfortunate. I was looking forward to a, another time splitters. So, it's a shame. It does kind of feel a little bit odd, like, what they're deciding to continue on with. Although, mind you, I don't know if I could tell you right now what is continuing it seems like we're tomb hearing raider. more and more about things that are shuddering but tomb raider okay cool but yeah i don't know like i sort of feel like there might have been more legs in time splitters than perhaps another spongebob game <laughs> assuming one's on the horizon mm. um i think what about gaming, yourself well, i was gonna say i think it's all built around tomb raider and like lord of the rings at the minute Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes, I'm confusing things. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, another Golem game then, perhaps. That Please. sure to be a winner. Uh, what about yourself, James? Where where do things go here for Embracer? Do you hope free radical design kind of reform in some other capacity or... I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I hope... It's really... I, I did like what they were doing. I really liked the fact that, you know, you could play Red Faction or Saints Row on new consoles, you know, like I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. And then I was excited for time splitters to kind of have that moment because that is a game. I still like every now and then I would pull it out and we'd have fun with it. Like, at, you know, events and stuff. So like, I think there's still a, a space for it, but um, I don't know. Like it's also hard, I guess, cause shooters, especially, but I feel like, in, yeah, I'm like double guessing myself, but yes, I think they should make another one. Um, it sucks. I'm like so frustrated that like, two Spongebob games have come out, but not even the Time Splitters remaster came out at any point from all of this, you know? Um, mm. No offense, Ewan, because I know it's like your favorite. <laughs> I was the one <laughs> shooting yeah. shots at Spongebob a second ago. Yeah. Don't no, even I, know. I, just, I just, I why like, acquire them to then do, this is, yeah. That's what, that's what frustrates understand. me about all of this kind of stuff is like, I, I, I like the idea that they're acquiring them so that these licenses can keep living, but then they just acquire them, die, and then these licenses kind of just get stuck yeah, in limbo. Like if they release yeah. the remaster <clears throat> and it didn't sell at all, like I could, you can somewhat understand like them maybe canning a game or, or changing scope or whatever, but like how can mm. you know what's going to happen when you don't yeah. do anything? I don't get it. It's really weird. But mm. what can you do? 
Yeah. I, I kind of do still feel like we're living this era of like post COVID sort of game investment where like money just kind of seemed to pour in and like all of these different avenues of opportunity seem to open up. I think we as gamers kind of all got a bit excited, but um, I guess like sales like haven't lived up to the expectations, um, you know, that arose from that time. Um, and maybe people are kind of just getting a bit spooked and pulling out investment. Um, and it's obviously having a bit of ripple effect, but yeah, I'd yeah, have, I really want to get think, to a point where this all ends. I'm over it. I can't think of anything Embracer have had that like would have blown, set the world on fire in terms of sales, like Saints Row, yeah. um, the SpongeBob games, Dead Island, like. Yeah. But they've got Borderlands now, but they, I don't think there's been a new Borderlands but for even that. I feel like, like it's had its years. day. Well, like, the rumor it, it, is two of those now. Remember, two new yeah, Borderlands, another yeah. Tiny, tiny Tina, and oh, another yeah. Tiny Tina, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, there's it. definitely a fervor for Borderlands, but like, I don't know. Like, I feel like games like Red Faction and like even Time Splitters to a degree. Obviously, few of us here like have a connection to that, and there there is a cult following there. But I do wonder what the the, the larger strategy is around marketing games like that, which historically i don't think have sold very well so yeah like, I, I just don't know what their angle is i feel like yeah the juice isn't worth the squeeze at the minute for anything they're doing so yeah and i guess it could like well be a consequence of just you know cost of living being the way it is maybe people are kind of buying like less this games. is all just like you know, mm. me guessing here but maybe people are buying less games and kind of reverting back to like just tentpole releases that you know they'll buy call of duty or fifa once in the year and don't really sample anything else uh, personally mm. i feel like i've played like more games this year than i have like any other year in recent memory purely because there were just so many good games coming out um That's true. but then you know we're obviously afforded certain luxuries in the games department so uh, would i be going out and buying all those i i don't know um yeah i don't i don't know maybe grand theft auto 6 will come out it'll make two billion dollars in the opening weekend it's, and everyone's gonna like hey video games make money again and all the investment comes back when fortnite's dropping like three like games within a game for free like it's just i don't know for most people i feel like that's fine to keep them going for months now like yeah. just without needing to buy anything else Li- yeah literally so but it, like in fairness you know that's giving harmonics and psionics work right like that's yeah i'm not saying it's a bad thing a i'm just thing. saying it's yeah. the reality of like most people are happy with that especially like younger people I yeah think. without the income mm. yeah yeah and parents love it <laughs> look i'm really excited to talk about our next segment because Brody has gone back and listened to our one of our earliest episodes of this year i must guess and maybe even the first episode of the year still not um, convinced it happened one of them <laughs> we'll find out uh anyhow we in that episode we made a ton of predictions as to what we thought 2023 was going to hold for us in gaming it's a bit of a time capsule we're opening it back up now and seeing how we fared Brody. Where do you want to start? This segment is entirely yours. Like, do you just I'll, want to go through? I'll just go through as they came out in order. I think we took turns. You know, we took turns yeah. uh, having predictions. So, look, a couple of people have done pretty well here. Uh, a couple of people have just, you know, shooting bricks. They can't get anywhere near it. Uh, James has done quite well. Let's uh, let's determine. So we'll go it's through. No I started. I opened the account and I predicted very safely. I think that Starfield would launch in the second half of this year. Which <laughs> tick one for me. Man. James was then next, and he predicted that Forza Motorsport would be the only holiday game for Xbox. Now, October, would you consider Starfield holiday? I don't know. So, Shannon says yes. So, we're going to say... In October, I think that's... 
No, it came well, out in September, didn't it? No, Starfield was September. October September's was September. Holidays have not started yet. People are still getting ready yeah, for Halloween. September. Yeah, September. You know yeah. what? Yeah. You know what? Tick. Tick for James. Yeah. Great. Thank yeah. you. Ewan then, uh, you know, had a very bold prediction that the <laughs> FTC would block the Activision acquisition. <laughs> from Aren't they still in? trying? I mean, they're still trying. They're, yeah. They are trying. <laughs> At this point, it has got through, so we're going to call it a, a, you know, pending. A pending. Fe- yeah, yeah. Pending. Uh, Shannon then predicted that PlayStation would partner with a streaming service uh, to, you know, incorporate PlayStation Plus and all that sort of stuff into one big oh. uh, conglomerate, I suppose. And I, to my knowledge, that hasn't happened. So, no. going to call that they a... They did... They launched... Yeah, oh, uh, they launched their own. They that's not the same thing. You said they would collaborate. Ba bow. Maybe you're onto uh, something with the portal though. It started. Like that, that, <laughs> look, it's probably the early <laughs> steps. Predict it next year, maybe, and you might get somewhere. Uh, I then came back around. I said that PlayStation VR two would be home to the metaverse. Turns out it's home to fucking nothing. No one cares. <laughs> Can't even uh, break out of the box into your. Home. That is a brick. It took me eight months to take it out of the box. So no. <laughs> I was miles away on that one. Uh, mm. James then predicted that Grand Theft Auto 6 would be revealed this year. And he's nailed Wee. that. Accurate. Wow. Snuck in. Snuck in by the skin of his teeth in the last month. Fair to uh, Greg Miller in amongst us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, inside of course. Uh, Shannon then had an admirable guess, but didn't quite get there. He predicted that Hogwarts Legacy would be one of the top five reviewed games of the year. Obviously, it's been a phenomenal year. In any other year, Hogwarts might have done it. But in this case, it did not. Uh, Ewan? And I, I laughed him out of the room for this, but <laughs> he said that The Last of Us would get an Emmy nomination, and I laughed. But shit, it got 24. It got 24 other things. And uh, today and it also some Golden Globes three today. Golden Globe, yeah, three Golden Globe nominations. So good work to The Last of Us. Um, I then predicted... I don't, And I don't know where this is currently at, because I predicted that the Steam Deck would not be available at retail in Australia. Which I don't know if that's still true because I mean you can get it on Amazon and Kogan, nah, but I think I said in the grey imports though, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, what what does? What it's true. Sense? I think I think no, that's isn't a win. it? Aren't they grey imports? Like, couldn't when you predicted it, you could still get them here, right? Well, that's right. That's right. I think I was talking like, sp- strictly retail. So I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna give myself that point. Thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> James then James then predicted that there wouldn't be a Pokemon game in 2023 and knowing that he meant mainline we're going to say that is correct because obviously yeah. we had the famous Detective Pikachu returns so famous uh, that I forgot about it uh, Ewan then came back around and predicted that Tears of the Kingdom would fall short of expectations and I'm probably going to say that ah, it's debatable but I'd say no I reckon Oh, I don't think so. Like, it yeah, like reviewed phenomenally. It, it literally it got nominated well. for Game of the Year. It reviewed very well, and I'm pretty sure it sold very well. Yeah, so. but like, I, I, everyone thought it, like it was gonna like Did it fall sweep short of your up expectations? all the Game of the Year nominations. Yeah, well, yeah, but Ewan wanted it to be like a third-person over-the-shoulder shooter. So. <laughs> but can you? I do not want every game to be a third-person over-the-shoulder shooter. I'm going to call that just Pokemon. That, that's <laughs> ambiguous. I mean, it would have short, fallen short it's of big, your expectations, but I'd say. As an industry, I think it did quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Shannon closed it out. No one talked about it after the, its opening week. That's true of any game. No one cares <laughs> two months after the fact. Um, Shannon then closed it out by predicting that Ape Escape would feature prominently in a video game this year, and it's dead. <laughs> Give up, Shannon. That's, That's how over. serious I was taking it, just in case. So, uh, yeah, look, James did well. Ewan won for three. 
Uh, I think I maybe got one, two, maybe. I don't know. But uh, Shannon, very poor. And obviously, Kieran didn't join us in that episode, clearly. So he did very well. <laughs> Unblemished record. So yeah, that's, that's 100% performance right there. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So uh, those were our predictions. So I think we uh, we did okay. Well, yeah, 2024? What year is it next year? 2024? Yeah, that's, that's right upon us. So we'll uh, be having some predictions for that one very very soon i am sure uh i'm looking forward to repeating this in like 12 months time and seeing <laughs> how we did do i oh wait no i won't have second season of the last of us out next year that's the year after you might have second season of twisted metal yeah maybe i make some predictions around that <laughs> how many emmys would like it <laughs> look i do have a rapid fire question for you all uh the new game plus mode for alan wake 2 is out now uh i platinumed it this past weekend very proud of myself for that. that's my fourth platinum this year which i am not a platinum guy i've got nine in total and i got four this year so pretty pleased pat on my back pat on my back for myself on that um but the new game plus mode is out i'm curious because i know there's a few alan wake fans amongst us who is playing through it again kieran yeah definitely yeah. i don't know when but for sure uh, yeah, I'm the same. I reckon I might give it a bit of time, but I want to see what the new ending is about. Uh, James? I'm pretty good for now, but um, I might later. Never know. Okay. Life uh, is mysterious. Shannon, have you played through it once yet? Have you finished the no, game? No, I'm yet? making my way through it in the last week or so. Can I just see both endings at once when I get there? <laughs> that would be incredible. I kind of wish there was a way to do that, but I guess that mm. defeats yeah. the purpose. Of no, I don't think plus. I will to answer your question. Mm. What about self Brody? Um, well, I played it for review, obviously, and I'm only sort of now getting through it on Xbox now. Like, I'm playing through it presently as well. So, yeah. unless it, like, patches in automatically and I might get to see it in this playthrough, I will probably, yeah, either just YouTube it or wait until, you know, a DLC comes out down the line, like Night Springs or something like that. Yeah. That's why I need to give it a bit of time, because I had to go back um, and play through, like, the last kind of act of the game to get the final trophy. And so I kind of just feel like I've played through it a bunch at this point in time. I just need to give, it, give it some space. I've played like close to 40 hours of the game and it's not a, like that long of a game to give you some context. No. The, the bugs, I have to thank for that, that a bit as well though. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyhow, it is now time for What the Wiki, the pressed up podcast game show with the previous week's winner. It's part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game and we, the contestants, must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess and the round ends after a person bags themselves two points. A recap of the scoring. James is currently in first place on 35 points. Brody just behind on 34. Shannon is on 31. I'm on 28. Kieran's on 27. And Harry and James W. tied with a point apiece. Um, so I guess this is maybe we, I, good a time as any to talk about this. This might be our second to last episode of the year. We probably do another one next week, then maybe have a couple of weeks off for Christmas and New Year and be back kind of with the new episode around the 10th of January, I would say. Um, so yeah, it's just this one and one more round to play. So how does that mean? What does that mean? Brody could clinch first place, although he would then be subject to James getting points next week. That's my, maybe my only the hope. Only probably thing it shakes is, is out. It, my hope. My only hope is a clean sweep this week. I think, and then it makes it interesting. Otherwise, I think yeah. James is home. Yeah, I could. That's if I win at all. If I Shannon get doesn't any get points. any points, I could maybe get a podium finish. 
but yeah it's pretty it's all pretty tight i think uh, it's right. scores today it's over yeah yeah <laughs> the king is back all right let's see how we do game number one the aim of the game is to explore tunnels gathering as much treasure as possible while avoiding traps and enemies the playable character can whip or jump on enemies to defeat them pick up brody. items that brody uh is this what's it called temple of this <laughs> It's not Total Abyss. Temple no. Abyss, I said, but anyway. Temple Abyss, sorry. Either way, <laughs> not, not the game. <laughs> uh, where was I? Um, pick up items that can be thrown to either attack enemies or set of traps and use a limited supply of bombs and ropes to navigate the caves. Levels are randomly generated and Let grouped me know when into we're back four in. increasingly difficult areas, each with a distinctive set of items, enemies, terrain types, and special features. Later areas contain more valuable treasures, instant, sorry, secret locations and items. If the player loses all of their hearts and runs into an instant kill trap, they will have to start from the beginning. That is the end of the paragraph. Brody, do Brody. you have another guess? Yeah. Uh, I'll go Spelunky. It is Spelunky. Well done, Brody. Moves up to 35, tied with James. <laughs> Just reading, James reading the live score. <laughs> I was... I, I was trying to work out if it was one or two. I'm really annoyed at myself. I should have just said it. Should have just shot. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, but then I would have given it to Shannon. Game but, number yeah. two comes thanks to Daniel good. Sutton, who messaged me on Instagram. He slid in to my DMs, so to speak, and said, a game for what the wiki. Uh, I can't read that. Let's see if James can get that. So, James, this is a specific challenge Another just fan. for you, sir. <laughs> game number two. In the game, the players have to get their Xbox 360 avatars through increasingly difficult obstacle courses James. before... Oh, oh damn it. What is it? No, I think I fucked it. Is it... Let me know when I can buzz in. You're <laughs> <laughs> we'll queued up, up if you want, Karen. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. It's like two... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, is it Connect Adventures? It is it's not, not Connect Adventures. Oh, no, it's the other Karen. one. Do you know what is it is? Is it Doritos Crash Course? It is Doritos <laughs> Crash Course. Ooh. Well done, Kieran. It's a side-scrolling platform adva game developed by Wanaka Games for the 360. It was released as one of the finalists for the Unlock Xbox competition. Not a game I'd ever heard of this before. This is exciting. Doritos I Crash feel like course. if Kieran wins now, it's going to be a showdown next week. On- <laughs> <laughs> I'm Kieran, uh, Kieran I'm now done. moved up to fourth place, tied with me um, on 28 points. Game number three. I feel like I've let my fan down. <laughs> <laughs> I think, no, I think they wanted to see you fail. Like, yeah. I oh, think you've well achieved then, what well, Daniel well, set out to do. Yeah. He's your Lex Luthor. The mm. game is presented from a third-person view overlooking two characters, moved individually by Brody. two thumbsticks on one controller. Brody. Uh, brothers, A Tale of Two Sons? That's it. Well done, yeah. Brody. Damn it. That means I'm going to have to host. Suck. Yeah, I don't, I that's think not that what I wanted. Play I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. What a shame. I'm just going to pick you in games. <laughs> just games i can guess immediately apple yeah. arcade exclusives okay so where that's left things <laughs> in case you needed a recap uh brody now in first place on 36 points james just one behind on 35 shannon in third on 31 points myself and kieran tied in fourth place on 28 points harry and james w on one point in fifth place uh cool there we go it's a weird mood after that. I don't know what it is, but it's, 
it's regret on my part i didn't think yeah. about it. I, got, I got too excited it's it's an there's a nervousness to it i love it with that let's bring it into what was this week's episode of the press start podcast once again brought to you today by still series and their new range of alias microphones subscribe to us on listener or the podcast service of your choice follow us at press.au and visit the site at pressstart.com.au we've been joined today by kieran uh, yeah, you can find me on X at hash underscore B-R-A-U-N. James? Uh, yeah, you can find me on X at, at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. Shannon? Yes, you can find me anywhere at Shannon Grixty. And Brody? Thank you. You can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And I've been your host, Ewan Roxburgh. You can follow me on socials at Ewan underscore Roxburgh. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, happy gaming. Bye. 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 Bye.